Don't look back to the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. What an interesting last 24 hours. Algorithms gone wild. Paul Tudor Jones essentially calling out the rock star, the money printing rock star, Jay Powell, uh, prior to his uh, Fed presser yesterday. Uh, a lot, uh, Paul Tudor Jones just got his head handed to him. One of the brightest out there said he's heavy in commodities. And well, gold got, got smoked today. Silver got smoked today. Bitcoin didn't respond at all. Uh, the algorithms that listened to what Jay Powell had to say yesterday, confusion all over the place, overreacting as they always do. Folks, what we saw today with several uh, 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 yesterday and today with several groups getting smoked. What we saw is why the Fed banks down 5% today. What we saw is why the Fed will never, ever be able to stop quantitative easing. They put themselves in this hole. I'm going to explain that more in just a moment. This is our future. It's been, it's been, uh, we've been turning Japanese forever. Uh, Japan started quantitative easing in 2001. They've never stopped it. Uh, we started QE in 2009. We'll never stop it. Uh, tapering. <clears throat> I don't even know if that's ever going to begin. But let's cover the market first, and I'll walk you through what I'm talking about here because it's fascinating, and it, I also believe it points to much, much higher stock prices. Kind of a healthy rotational action here as well. Dow Jones today finished off the lows. I think at one point we were down over 400 points today. Finished down 210 points. Again, banks got hit hard today. Of course, uh, precious metals were hit hard today, uh, but uh, Dow Jones down 210 points, 33,823, down about a half a percent. Russ 2000 was actually our loser on the day. Small caps had a pretty good run, down 1.1 percent. The dollar was strong. Again, that's uh, that's that's the consequence of, of what Jay Powell had to say, hinting that in two and a half years they may have to start raising rates. This is a craziness. This is craziness. Anyway, Russ 2000 down 1.1 percent. NASDAQ was our winner on the day, up a big 121 points, up nine-tenths of one percent, uh, just off an all-time high at NASDAQ. The Qs, the NASDAQ 100, hit an all-time high today. And finally, uh, S&P 500, just down one point, down a point, 42.21. Uh, VIX today was down 2.2%, again, 17.7 on the VIX, and the 10-year yield. Everybody was so confident that the 10-year was going past 2%, that it was going to go to 2.5%. No, it's not. It can't. It's not possible. Not with $120 billion a month in quantitative easing that continues and will for a long time. Uh, the yields just cannot go higher. It's, not, it's, it's a physical impossibility for rates to go higher at this point until the Fed deems it so. Uh, the 10-year back down to 1.51% now. So let me walk you through what I'm seeing here because everybody got all flustered about what Jay Powell had to say that, oh my God, we're, we're now going to start talking about talking about tapering. That time has come. And, you know, the market went into a tizzy yesterday. Again, the Dow down to 1.400 points today. Folks, what, what are we really talking about here? What, what, what are we really talking about? They are, the Fed confirmed, Jay Powell confirmed. There will be no rate hikes for two and a half years. We're talking about well into 2023. And even then, they're only saying there'll be up to two rate hikes. Doubt that very much. Doubt that very much. What they also said was that they have no plans to stop quantitative easing. Now, 
Maybe they will in a month or two. Maybe at Jackson Hole they will discuss this. But <laughs> they even said yesterday there won't be any tapering until we have substantial further progress towards the Fed's maximum employment and price stability goals. Well, when's that going to happen? Because the last two jobs reports have been just deeply disappointing. When is the Fed going to taper? When's that going to be? Well, I can tell you when it's not going to be. We've got $2.2 trillion more in QE that's coming over the next 18 months. Even if they start to taper, what would that be? $1.5 trillion? Where's this money going to go? It's going to go exactly where it's been going, which is equities, housing, cryptocurrencies, and commodities. But what's happened is you've seen a little shot across the bow of the likes of Paul Tudor Jones and others telling, uh, trying to tell Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve how to do their job. All it takes is the slightest hint that the Fed's going to pull the punch bowl and this market will drop 5%. And that's why the Fed will never cut rates. Until they're ready for the market to crash, quantitative easing continues, etc., etc., etc. We're turning Japanese. They've been doing this since 2001. Again, folks, this is, this is the reality. This is the reality. But, but by the way, and just those point out there as well, eventually, if the Fed begins to start raising rates, again, sometime in 2023, assuming that they're actually going to do that, history tells us that even when the Fed begins to, to raise rates, the stock market continues to move higher. Matter of fact, the, the move higher picks up steam. Through the third rate hike, as my, my, my first mentor, Ted Parsons, told me, they called it three steps and a stumble, three rate hikes, and then the market starts to fall. So what are we talking about, 2024? Well, that just happens to line up pretty well with what our target is for a market top, 2024 to 2025, and a, and a Dow Jones that's more than double uh, where it is now, and a NASDAQ that's more than double from where it is now, again, we like the action today very much. Semis led NASDAQ. NASDAQ will lead the market probably tomorrow into next week. And I'll tell you why I say that as well. Interesting research. Uh, first from Bespoke. Over the next 30 days, this is one of the most bullish setups we have in the market from uh, June the 16th to July 16th. This 30-day period is, uh, is, uh, 87%, is, is, is in the 87 percentile of our most bullish 30-day periods with an average gain of better than 3%. So we're in that window now. In addition, if you'll remember, we've been talking about uh, bullish Fridays here and what that means to the markets. Well, six of the last six Dow Jones, uh, Fridays have been bullish for the Dow Jones. Dow Jones has been positive the last six Fridays. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Dow Jones has also been positive for 11 of the last 12 Fridays. So there's really very little that's more bullish than a market that goes up on a Friday because you can't sell on a Saturday or Sunday. And so it's, uh, it tells you that investors have a real commitment to the market if they send the market up on Friday. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But again, NASDAQ led the way today up nine-tenths of one percent. The semis today led the NASDAQ. Semis today up 1.3 percent. Semis are now just 1.7 percent away from an all-time high themselves. Again, we have tech leading again. This rotation back into tech is very, very healthy and remember, folks, what was it, just a month ago when everyone was screaming, you know, uh, growth is dead, technology is dead. Everyone said buy the bank stocks, buy housing, 
buy energy? Well, we do like energy, but bank stocks and housing have gone nothing but straight down since everyone was calling for these two groups to really do well along with other value. So <clears throat> our view, bottom line, is this, it's this, uh, this ongoing rotational action. This is, this is healthy. You know, when a group gets too hot like commodities, like copper, group gets too hot, boom. A little, little J-PAL doing some talking about slowing the economy down, China doing the same thing, takes all the wind out of that cell. This is the kind of action that's healthy. It extends bull markets. It extends. It may not feel healthy when it happens, but it extends bull markets. And by the way, Paul Tudor Jones does not look like one of the brightest investors on the planet as of uh, yesterday's action and today's. Uh, just going to put that out there. Um, oh, one more point. Tyler was just telling me before, we, uh, before I started the podcast. How remarkable is this? The Fear and Greed Index, which has really become my favorite sentiment index, sentiment survey, if you will, the Fear and Greed Index now has a reading of 42. 42, which is, is fear territory. We have all-time highs in the queues. And NASDAQ, NASDAQ is what? Uh, what is that? NASDAQ is 50 points away. Is that right? Yeah, NASDAQ is 50 points away from an all-time high, right? Nothing. The Qs hit an all-time high today. And here we have the Fear and Greed Index at 42. S&P 100 is what, a half a percent from all-time highs? It is, I've never seen anything like it in my career, where you have so many people that are so concerned and fearful of a bull market that continues to hit all-time high after all-time high. All I can tell you, folks, is this is not how bull markets end. This is not the, the, the personality of a bull market that is in trouble. Bull markets that are in trouble are the ones that continue to go up. And even on big corrections, you see the, the sentiment surveys don't change at all. They're, everybody's buying the dip, buying the dip, because they just know that stocks can't go lower. That is not the setup we have here. Very, very bullish, folks. That's, again, I, I just honestly, everything that I see in this market, now I'm bullish about. I, I'm now very interested uh, you know, we just we bought the semis a month ago. We bought the biotechs three weeks ago. Great gains in these. I'm now getting very interested in housing on these pullbacks. I'm getting very interested now finally looking at the bank stocks possibly on these pullbacks and salivating over uh, adding to our copper positions and our gold and silver positions. This is this is a textbook rotational bull market that's still in its somewhat in the early innings. That is my view. And, uh, you know, that's, this is the way my mentors taught me how to, to evaluate a market. Uh, that's how we see it and just how we've seen it for some time. Okay, let's talk about the internals today. They were not good. This is now four straight days where the internals have not been good. Um, so I, I don't really know what to make of that, frankly, except we want to see it reverse. We think it will. Uh, today we saw, for example, the NASDAQ, even with the NASDAQ being up uh, 121 points, you know, uh, volume was just barely positive by 300 million issues, uh, 2.3 billion to the upside, 2 billion to the downside. NASDAQ advanced decline was actually negative by right at about 500 issues, not, you know, not even not even approaching two to one was about one point four to one negative, a little bit worse in uh, NYSE. Uh, again, Jay Powell and the Fed's got people scared. That's probably what he intended to do. Uh, NYSE today was right at two to one negative on advanced decline. 
volume more so. Volume was two and a half to one negative on NYSE. But the saving grace continues to be stocks hitting new 52-week highs to lows. Today, those readings came in at 260 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 60 hitting new 52-week lows. Again, that's a combo of NYSE and NASDAQ, 260 to 60. We've only had five days this year where that has been had a negative reading. Again, that just tells you this market continues to broaden. And again, we, uh, I'll just say one more time, it's a very healthy rotational kind of a market that keeps people on edge, keeps people confused, keeps the sentiment bearish or, or at least anxious, right? And uh, that is, uh, if you're bullish, I mean, it really is. It is textbook is what you want to see. Uh, okay, uh, uh, let's cover our commodities today. Again, ugly day. Gold today down $87, down 4.6% uh, at 17.74. Love gold here. Just below the 200-day. 200-day since it's about 18.30, so we've got a little bit of work to do to get back there. We think that'll happen next week. Uh, negative rates, folks. As negative real yields continue to get more negative, and uh, there's nothing more positive for that. Then uh, gold, again, of course, the dollar was strong today. Again, this is algorithms going wild, folks. Algorithms going wild. That's why people can't make sense of it because it really doesn't make sense. But they're all acting together. It's almost a it's, – it's like group insanity among the computers. Uh, but again, it gives us buying opportunities. We're taking advantage of that in gold. Same thing in silver. Down uh, – silver down 6.4% today. Wow. Uh, so our, commodity, our economy is growing too fast, huh? Not so fast. Uh, down 6.4%, down $1.80 announced today at $26 on silver. Great buy here. Copper, now back down to $4.17 a pound. Wasn't that long ago. It was hitting all-time highs. Not so much the case now. We still love copper here. Again, this is a long-term story. Long-term as in a, a new global super – a new global uh, super – what the hell is that called? A, a super uh, – Commodity super. <laughs> I got it. It's a global commodity super cycle. There have only been four of these in the last 110 years, and uh, we are in one now, we believe. Copper today back down to 417 a pound, down 4.8% today. Oil today really had been oil, of course, is the most important commodity there is. It's, it's been leading to the upside for some time. Now, give a little bit of back uh, down $1.23 a barrel today at $70.92. We all know that Joe Biden wants oil to be over $100 a barrel. Uh, we think that's where it's going. Uh, and finally for the day, Bitcoin down 857 Frankly, holding it better than I thought it might. Again, it's been trapped below. It's 200-day moving average. which is right now at about 42, just, just above 42,000 in Bitcoin is a 200-day. The longer it stays below the 200-day moving average, uh, the, 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 the more heavy that resistance will weigh on it. We also heard today, by the way, a bit of negative news from the SEC, continuing to uh, uh, resist approving a Bitcoin ETF. Uh, they say they're waiting for more comments. Uh, I think, frankly, they're just letting people buy it, let, letting the, the big money continue to buy it cheap before individuals have an opportunity to buy it via a U.S. traded exchange t uh, traded uh, fund ETF. Again, Bitcoin, 37814 today. All right, folks. Hope you had a great day. Uh, as always, appreciate you being here with us. Join us uh, at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. My name is Kip Harridge. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.